Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Time capsules. I like, never opened one, never made one, but I thought, who's going to be around in 50 years? Hannah's made it pretty clear, I will not be. (laughs) Telling my granddaughter, your grandpa will be dead. (laughs) You know, uh, schools sometimes, they they do little time capsules for freshmen, you know, so they open it their senior year. I mean, four years, that's hardly a time capsule. But... uh, I was thinking about time capsules because I wanted to talk a few minutes about that this morning. And um, um, have I ever seen a time capsule, been a part of a time capsule? And I've actually uh, been to Israel a number of times. And outside of Israel, uh, down the, the Jericho Road towards the Dead Sea, there's a village called Qumran. And Qumran is where the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered. This is a replica of one of the jars that would be oh, about this high. And inside that jar is uh, scrolls. And I think, I can't get it. Uh, and uh, they were discovered in 1947, um, right when Israel became a nation again. And, um, but they were, they were deposited there in the first century. In the first century. The Essenes, or the, uh, uh, yeah, the Essenes, um, Put these writings in clay jars, and they, they stayed relatively in, in good shape because it's such an arid, dry place down by the Dead Sea. And uh, so, yeah, I guess I have seen a time capsule before where you put something in there and you hope that someone finds it. And they'll find this. We've got a big rock with the date on when to open it that's going to be put over the top of it. So even if the rapture happens, there'll be somebody there to open it up. But we have our time capsule here. Have you ever heard this, the saying that says time waits for no man? Actually, the saying says that time and tide, time and tide wait for no man. It just refers to the idea that, that, that time is unstoppable, just marches on regardless regardless of what anyone does or says the time capsule this uh, is actually a safe that's waterproof and it's airtight and it's fireproof and the reason was because we needed something fairly large to get all your stuff in there Um, but also if you like buy a regulation time capsule online they want like a kabillion dollars for it. And I'm like, I'm not spending that kind of money for that. We'll just buy a big safe, which means we have to dig a big hole. And we did. We did. So we're going to go party out there. We're going to have lunch, and the kids are going to go crazy. And then maybe 30 minutes or so, we'll gather over here where St. Joseph used to stand, the statue. Not the real Joseph, but the statue of St. Joseph stood over here on the, what would that be, the southeast corner of the building. We dug the hole. And uh, we're ready to deposit this. So after service today, if you have anything to toss in there, we'll, we'll let you do that. And then the staff is going to seal it up in about six millimeters of plastic, fairly thick stuff, zip tie it all 
put it, put it on a tarp, lower it down in the hole, and then we'll let uh, the kids throw the first shovelfuls of dirt um, on top of it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. Never done it before, but it's gonna be great. Um, you could possibly be here in 50 years. I, I I hope that you are. That would be wonderful. Your kids, uh, your grandkids, your great grandkids. I don't know. Uh, this morning, I stopped at the gas station, and I picked up a, uh, a Sunday morning Chicago Trib and a Sunday morning SJR, so that in 50 years ago, oh, this is what newspapers were. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. They're going to go, oh, a newspaper. Like they printed off the internet every night and delivered it to your front door. <laughs> Old news. Is that how you used to get news? Um... Some of you put photographs in there. I mean, I'm, I haven't like rummaged through your stuff. I haven't read your stuff. None of that is, I've, none of that. Um, I put photos in there, Cheryl and Hannah and so forth. We put photos in, and I'm sure some of you included photos too. But uh, I, did, I, did, I did read yours, yes. <laughs> Didn't you give me permission to read it? Whatever. I thought you said that I could read it. Okay. I read Ryan's because Ryan said I could read his. I wanted to read Hannah's because our granddaughter's name is in there. I know. <laughs> But I didn't. At least that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but those photographs, I didn't, honestly. <laughs> those photographs will memorialize what you used to look like. I mean, five years ago, the video that I'm seeing of myself, that's what I used to look like. It's what you used to look like. You've changed. You will have changed. Time and tide. Time and tide. Time and tide. Cars will have changed, I'm sure. 50 years. T cars will have changed. Gas prices. <laughs> when I was getting the newspaper at the gas station down here on North Grand, this lady's coming out of her car, and she, she's, we're walking in together, and I'm going to get a newspaper, and she's just pumped her gas. She's like, I can't believe it. It's like five and a quarter down here on North Grand. Somebody needs to do something about that. I said, I know. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Housing, what will housing be like 50 years from now? Computers and the internet weren't even here 50 years ago. Transportation, I don't know. Medicine, it'll be crazy. But there's one thing that when they open this, and they, and they look in here, and by the way, we're putting the combination on the outside of the safe so they'll be able to get in. Um, they'll look in here and they'll pull stuff out and they'll go, oh, oh lots changed since then, lots changed since then. But then they'll get to this box and they'll open this box and in this box, they're going to find a Bible. And not one thing will have changed in this Bible. Isn't that powerful? You're going to find this Bible. Wow. Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Time and tide. Except the word of God. The Lord and his word are Timeless. I mean, I don't know what the world will look like when the time capsule gets opened. 
but God does. That's why you should trust him because he knows what tomorrow holds. Malachi 3, verse 6, NIV and King James, if the Lord, I, the Lord, do not change, I am the Lord, I changeth not. All of this will have changed. Some of you will be here, some of you won't be here. Your photographs certainly will change, what you look like, all of that. I like the fact that that video that Aaron did, we're going to, we put that in there because some of those little kids that are doing that Christmas play are going to be 60, 70 years old when they, when they get to see themselves. First of all, I have to figure out what a flash drive is <laughs> and then go to the, go to the pawn shop or the nearly new store to see if you can find something that can play this thing, right? I don't know if you know this, but today is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost is uh, 50 days after the resurrection. In Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 36, we'll start there just just for uh, because, because of of what today is. Therefore, let us, let all Israel, let me just tell you what's happening. Um, uh, It's the day of Pentecost. The the Jews, the the disciples of Jesus have been hidden away in the upper room. The day of Pentecost comes, the Holy Spirit comes down, and uh, the whole city is abuzz about what's happening. Uh, The believers flood the street. They're no longer in fear. Now they have power because you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes on you. And they receive this power. They step out, and they begin to preach and it's just insane what's going on and people say what is all this Peter uh, love him comes up preaches the first sermon and, and at the end of the sermon he says therefore let all Israel be assured of this God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ not Peter was never about winning friends and influencing people you know hey Jesus is alive you killed him Right? I mean, he's just, he says, therefore, uh, God, uh, whom you crucified. Verse 37. Then the people heard this. They were cut to their heart. And they said, Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent. Turn away from the nasty. Turn away from all that junk in your life. Be baptized. Become a believer, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you then will receive the dunamis, the power, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? The promise, this promise is for you and your children and your children and their children and their children and their children. And and we are those children today. That's why this is such a powerful tool a powerful testimony, a powerful letter to put into this time capsule because it doesn't change. All who are far off. Cheryl wrote something. I wrote something. You didn't write. Did you read what I wrote? I did not. Oh, you should have. It's really good. (laughs) It is. It is. It's overachiever all the way. And... uh, Uh, I wrote something and if you haven't you know there's still some paper down here just something just something something throw it in there and we'll lock it up of all the things that we place in there um, let's help them see let's help them see let's help them let's feed them let's water them right with what's 
the world is going to need. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, the word is a lamp for my feet, a light to my path. What is? The word. Not the great things that I wrote, not the great things that Cheryl wrote, the great things that you wrote. It'll be interesting, but it's not life-giving. So we want them to see, so we give them the light of the world. Thy word is a lamp. Secondly, we give them something to eat. Jesus answered in Matthew 4, 4, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by what? The word. And then finally, something to drink. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty. Indeed, the water I give will become in him a spring of water welling up into eternal life. He said that to a woman that was drawing water out of a well. What we put in here, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be pretty crazy what they see. But when they see this, they're going to be able to see because it's a lamp to their feet. They're going to be able to eat something that will nourish their soul, though there may not be bread to be found because man should not live by bread alone. And something to drink, living water. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? It means that what he did in the past, he can do today. Now, theologically speaking, there are people who are called cessationists. Cessationists believe that the gifts of the power ceased. There are some very popular cessationist preachers. You may even listen to some of them and not even know that, but you never hear them talking about healing or deliverance or power. I'm not saying they're going to hell, right? I'll be more than happy to sit at the marriage supper of the Lamb, but if I'm going to get through this thing called life and have some semblance of uh, of uh, Uh, doing what the Lord would call me to do, I would rather be empowered to do it, not just kind of lollygagging through. He says, you'll receive power. Say power. Power. Not just like, like, no, power. Like power, you'll receive power through the word, through the Holy Spirit. And so these cessationists, they believe that signs and wonders and all of that has ceased. Hence the word cessationists. Now, I... My degrees are in theology, so let me just tell you in in a very uh, succinct manner um, the category that falls into of all the things theologically. There's a category called malarkey. (laughs) And and, and that's the category that cessationists fall into, in my humble opinion. Well, the greatest evidence against cessationism is not the sick being healed or speaking in tongues or blind eyes being opened or, or the crippled being walked. The greatest evidence against cessationism is that you dirty wretch got saved. The power of God was at work in your life and you answered the call and said, yes, Lord, I do believe. That's a miracle that God made a way for you to be with him. If you're born again, well, God never does anything for me. He saved you. He saved. I've never seen a miracle. Are you born again? You are a walking, talking, living miracle. That is the evidence against cessationism. John 3. You got to be born of water 
and spirit. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, teacher, Jesus, we know that you're a teacher who's come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs that you're doing if it wasn't that you were from God. Jesus then, in verse number three, replied, I declare, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Stop. That's not Baptist lingo. That's not reformed lingo. That's not Presbyterian lingo. That's not evangelical lingo. That's not destiny lingo. That's not, no, no, no. That's Jesus talk. Jesus said it. Not Eric, not Cheryl, no one else. Jesus said, you must be born again. And so this really, really smart person who happened to be a religious person who wasn't born again, had a great question. Verse four. Okay, how can then a man, a woman be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and spirit. Your first birth from your mom. Oh, my water broke. You're born of water. Second birth, you're born in the spirit. You must be born twice. If you're born only once, you'll die twice. If you're born twice, you'll only die once. If you're born twice, you'll die once. If you're born twice, you'll die once. I'm born of my mother, who happens to be here this morning, born of the spirit. I became alive. God saved me by his spirit. And I somehow, I don't know who I'm related to, but I'm related to some other believer who was related to some other believer who was related to some other believer who told somebody who told somebody who told somebody to all who are afar off. Maybe what you wrote will be the thing that brings your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren to faith. But even if you didn't write it quite right, we're putting this in there. Where Jesus says, you must be born again. You must be born of water and the spirit. 50 years from now, what will have happened? Another world war? Or two? Or three? Another great depression? I'll guarantee you we're going to have another half a dozen pandemics. I mean, they broke the barrier with one. There's more coming right behind chicken pox or, or monkey pox or whatever the next crazy thing is. I did the math. There'll be 13 presidential elections. <laughs> well, I don't even know. I don't even know what that looks like. That's nuts. The rise and fall of nations and leaders, but Jesus said of himself in Revelation 1, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, the God who is, who was, and is to come. He changes not. No matter what the world looks like 50 years from today, God will still be on the throne. And he'll still be in charge. Shortly we'll head out and we'll put this time capsule in the ground. We're going to bury it. And don't think you're going to come get it in the middle of the night because this stone weighs 400 pounds we're putting on top of it. And we're putting it six feet in the ground. I'm sure in 50 years after they 
heave the stone off and they start digging with little shovels, they're gonna go, oh, we're gonna have to get a backhoe because it's a deep hole. And my name will be used in vain, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's gonna be down there. So tell your kids, keep digging, just keep digging. We're gonna bury it. I'm gonna ask you to bury something else today. Psalm 119 and verse 11. I have hidden, I have buried your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God is his letter to you and me. It's, it's God's time capsule to you and me. It's what your parents read. It's what your grandparents read. It's what your great-grandparents read. I have, I have leaves out of Bibles that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. I, the oldest one I have is, is 700 years old. And it's the same words there in Latin that are in our Bible today. He changeth not. He changeth not. It's his love letter. He came to show you the way. And he'll show them the way, the truth, and the life, illuminating their path as he did you and me. We want the world to know today that 50 years from now, the word of God is our only standard and the Holy Spirit our only teacher. If I put, if I put up, let's say after church, a fly flew in there and then I shut it and I locked it. <laughs> he, he wouldn't be there in 50 years. Just probably a little of dust or something. I don't know what he would be. Because we've got all these moisture-sucking packets that are in here, too, so we don't end up molding things. And so just, or what if I put a gerbil in there? That would be fun, a gerbil. <laughs> or a mouse or a guinea pig or something like that, you know. I don't know. Everything that would find itself in here when I lock this airtight, watertight, fireproof chest, it's going to be dead, dead, dead. But in 50 years when they open it, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. This will be as alive then as it is now. It is the living, sharp, powerful word of God. It is alive and is able to separate the difference between joint and marrow. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible is God's time capsule to you and me. It doesn't contain the word of God. It is the word of God. Do you see the difference? It's not man's word about God, but God's word about man. If you're ignorant of his word, now we're changing from time capsule to you personally. If you're ignorant of his word, you're ignorant of his will for your life. Well, you know, it's not for me. It's those Bible thumpers. I don't care what they call you, but do you know what's in here? Well, I don't know where to start. Start in the book of John. Just read it and find out who you are. Because if you don't know the word of God, you'll never know the will of God for your life. 
Teddy Roosevelt said, a thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. Ronald Reagan said, within the covers of the Bible are the answers for all the problems that men face. Illinois' favorite son, Abraham Lincoln, said, I believe the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. All the good from the Savior of the world is communicated to us through this book. My parting words for you, my parting prayer for you, as we prepare for what the next 50 years holds for us, for this church, for you, for me, our children and grandchildren, I want you to know this. You can lose all your money. You can lose all your friends. You can lose all your health. You can lose your job. You can lose your kids. You can lose your marriage and still recover as long as there is hope. Never lose hope. How? How, Pastor? By trusting God's love letter to you. Never lose hope. Here's his promise from Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Not Eric, not Destiny Church, I know the plans that I have. Imagine that we, that Jesus, that God Almighty is speaking. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans, what are they? To prosper you, not harm you, give you a hope and a future. Challenge to those of us today who have given our lives to the Lord is get, get in the word. Get in the word. I used to get in the Word. I used to read the Word. Just get back in the Word. Just a couple minutes more. Or if you're not doing it at all, get started in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. Right? Remember when you used to get high, you used to get stoned? You get stoned all the time. You get stoned in the morning. You get stoned in the afternoon. You get stoned in the evening. Whenever you got time, you're going to get stoned. How about get stoned on the Word of God? The alcohol, you're drinking in the morning. A little bit, little bit of the hair that bit you. Read some in the morning. Read some at night. Read some in the afternoon. You, you work out junkies. You work out in the morning. You work out in the afternoon. You work out at night. How about a little, bit of, how about a little spirit workout? Huh? If we would just, just read the word every time we ate. Every time we ate. Or even easier, every time you open the refrigerator. I'm not even saying you ate. Just, just put your, every time you put your hand on the handle of the refrigerator. If you just, just read a little something. Tell you what, you're going to be stronger. That's for us who are believers. Now, for those of you that are kind of on the edge and trying to figure out whether or not you want to trust the Lord or not, I want you to know this. He's never changed. He's never changed. He saved me. Probably somebody in your family or down this row from you. Well, you don't know about them. They're, they, they were cussing at me this morning. They, we were in an argument last night. We were in an argument this morning. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Here's the problem. When you become a born-again Christian, you don't become perfect. And, 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 and God's still working on me. Do I still get short with people? Yes. Should I not? Absolutely not. So I, I, I'm, I'm, still a, I'm still on the potter's wheel. Anybody else? Anybody else? 
We're still being molded. We're still being shaped, right? So I apologize if some Christian has hurt your feelings and done something stupid or yelled at you or flipped you off. That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. Jesus is the same today as he was when he went to the prostitute, when he went to the women at the well, when he healed the, the, the blind and the crippled, when he had compassion on the lost. That's, the, that's who we look to. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. And so I'd ask that you stand with me this morning. We're going to close in a word of prayer. And uh, if you have something to put in here before uh, we, we seal it up, uh, we'll leave it open for another few moments. And then you can exit out that way. I'm going to try to keep the traffic to a minimum that's going that way for our uh, people that have uh, wheelchairs and need to use the ADA door, okay? So, uh, gosh. Five years. Congratulations. We did it. With the Lord's help. Amen? Will we have a 10th anniversary? Lord willing. Will we have a 25th anniversary? Lord willing. No more time capsules. Just get a good look at you. You never know. You never know a year from today what will happen in the world. Who will be here and who won't? You just don't know. Because things change. Time and tide. Except. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word that changes not. That you are the same today as you were the day that you walked on water and turned water to wine. Seems like so long ago, but yet here we hold a time capsule in our hands called your word. Not one jot, not one tittle, not one T or a dot of an I will ever disappear. We see through a glass darkly right now, but when you come, we'll, we'll see you face to face. And then we'll know. Then we'll know why the heartache and why the pain, why the lack, why the financial issues, why the physical problems. And all that will begin to fade away when we see you in your glory. Thank you for this time in this place. May all that we do in this time and in this place, in this building, be for your honor and for your glory. It will be, we will do our, our dead level best to honor you with everything we do and say, with our time, with our talent and our treasure. That this city, Lord, would be touched and impacted because of the people that are in this room today. We honor you and we bless you. If you're away from the Lord or you need to make a commitment to the Lord today, do that right now. In this moment. Simply say, I choose to believe. It's a choice. I choose to believe. Father, cover with your, with your blood. Bring forgiveness. Bring a brand new, fresh start. That, Lord, as the years unfold, as things change, you would remain the same. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, the Father 
and the Son and the Holy Spirit for your glory, Lord, for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.